0: If you didn't notice, we're reason We're busy. We're busy. We're busy. We're busy. the are of We're busy. we you there are people in the ocean. The big group, right? All right? There were people on the rock, and then on the people on the rock, there were a couple of groups. Who were they? Artists? Yeah, there were people doing their uh, doing their own thing. There were some who had gone back into the water to save the people who were drowning. Uh, there, there were self-assured people. There were people who were doing their own thing, or there were people who were doing the church. God to come help them, basically. He didn't do I don't know. know. He was so nice. Oh, I'll well, do it. Get back out there. You know, that's... <laughs> <laughs> ah. The question is, to have the answer for ourselves? Is the answer this for anybody else? Which group am I in? Am I still in the waves? On the rock, I'm busy doing my own thing. Am I on the rock doing about religious activities in church? Or am I one of those ones who's diving off the rock to help somebody else get out? Like number before, we we're going to mention again. I'm going to mention it every single week, September the 18th. We're celebrating Fresh Start Sunday about three weeks from today. The countdown is going about three weeks from today. That's 21 days for us to pray. And, and I, I don't think I can emphasize this enough. This is the most important thing you can do in preparation for Fresh Start Sunday. Pray. more than just your regular normal truth service is gonna have to happen. So that the people that we invite will experience that presence. I've read some things recently. I don't re- the two reasons I'm not gonna try to quote the statistics, one I forgot them. And two, as most of us know, ninety nine percent of all statistics are made up on the spot, just like that one. Um, this is what I'm to say, uh, First of all, a majority of people who attend church or think about attending church do it because they want to experience God. They want to come in contact with God. That's the first thing because that's all we have to offer, folks. If you don't realize that, we need to realize that now. The only thing we have to offer is Jesus. The only reason anybody could ever want to be in a worship service in a time of praise and singing and meeting together with God like this, is to use with Jesus. Only things. It's all we have to offer. That's what the majority of us look for. Unfortunately, the majority of people who, even our regular attenders, we first uh, profess to be Christians, committed followers of Jesus, the majority of them have never experienced the presence of God in church. Now, the fact that that really bothered. Stand you're looking to do. I don't get a sense of it, so I really at you think which one hasn't. Which one? And the last thing I noticed that I read about this week is that a lot of people who no longer attend church, grew up in church, been to church for a while, the very kind of people we We're really hoping when praying will come to start Sunday. The majority of them have stopped believing in God because they never seen Him, they never saw anything that resembled something only God could do, and see no need to believe in Him anymore. The only way anything will happen that will change those is if we pray with the realization that if God does not come and meet with us in a powerful way when well, we've invited people who don't know Him, they're going to go home believing that there's nothing to it just like they thought on that And that's last. 21 days left. We also have 21 days left to invite somebody to meet Jesus. We're, right. we're going to expect to meet Jesus. Okay? Alright. Uh, expecting to answer our prayers. And we're, we're going to be talking about some practical ways to love people like Jesus. To love like Jesus. And I believe that our lives will come in line with Jesus' mission when His love flows out of us, especially to those who don't know Him yet. And I also believe that the more in line we come with His mission, the more amazing things we're going to see and If you're not sure what I'm talking about, I just want to invite you to read the Gospel of Mark. It's a short one. It's also the one I was thinking about So, you know, if you can't remember which one of these fell Pastor Mark, Mark. And there's, there's like sixteen chapters if you read if you read like two and a half a day, you're gonna get through it before next Sunday. And you'll notice that wherever Jesus went, really exciting things happened. Some of them were really positive and sometimes they were scary, but exciting things happened wherever he went. So I believe the more we get in line with fear, fear, his spirit as He's mission the more excited things we're going to The last thing I would ever want to have said by my grandchildren is that they've never seen God. Do, morning I want to ask you to take a moment to think about five people that you know, or about five, more or less, five people that you know who used to follow Jesus actively. They participated in the life of the church regularly, but now they don't. Maybe they they attended when they were children and they they, they just drifted away, or perhaps they participated even as a result of something happening, and they... Only attend the occasional wedding and funeral now. Let's take a moment to pray for those people. As we think about them, let's pray. Lord Jesus, in the bitterest, worst moments of your suffering, you died on the cross, you showed a fervent birth for souls that were far First. Send your Holy Spirit to awaken those that we pray for this morning. Convict them of their sin. Convict them of their need to turn to Jesus. Renew for transforming grace. Grace not only reveals but to Jesus. Persuade them to say yes to your call to follow. There's a list of people to pray for. Uh, Now's a good time to do it. If you want, you can ignore me for the next few minutes while you're writing that list down. It's okay. I don't mind. Uh, Not at all. All I want you to keep that list with you pray for the persons on your list. You've got 21 days. Did anything judge 21 days? Not because they didn't or anything, but there's there's seven less than last Sunday. Seven more the next Sunday. Yeah, we got the picture. Okay. Ask Jesus to help you to love them like he does until he restores them into his family. Pray for these Love them like Jesus. And one of the things you're going to find, and this is the uh, sermon in a sentence for today, so if you hear this and, and nothing else, then you're all set. Sometimes I like to say that towards the end, but I'm going to give it to you right here at the beginning. Jesus' love compels us to release our rights and not to demand our rights. Now, that's a crazy thing for Americans to hear, so let me repeat it to you, in case you might be uh, not sure I said what I meant, but I meant what I said. Jesus' love compels us to release our rights instead of to demand our rights. So, what does that mean? Okay, I was glad it's my... Let me reflect to your memory. We read these verses from Philippians uh, a few minutes ago. but This is what Paul tells us in Philippians. He says, Your attitude reminds us to be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of a man who humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Now, th- so let me help you with the phrase there, let me change the 21st century language. Even death by lethal injection. The what was death on the cross. Was. It was capital punishment for a crime much more painful and worse than lethal infection. But whenever you said somebody died on a cross, it was not something you usually marked up as a good character. trait. It was a candle. And here we have Jesus in the very nature of God not grasping that equality but allowing it, releasing it, Becoming one of us, a servant, or sometimes places that a slave, a human being. And he became obedient to death. Even death, a scandalous death on the cross. This is the principle that states our relationships, to shape the relationships of every follower of Jesus. I'm to put you before me. I'm going to pause for a moment and remind you that that's assuming we've all put Jesus first, right? Okay. Now we Jesus is first. I'm to put you before me. And we are to put others before us. Jesus so, did. The mindset of Jesus, he released his craft from his righteous God as God. He's the king of kings, the Lord of lords, and everybody ought to worship him and serve him. And instead, he became the slave, the sacrifice for the entire human race. ever been, is, and ever will be. There are no exceptions. You cannot think of anybody who has even died for. Yeah, even though. Okay, I'm from your child. No, even though. There are no exceptions. In Jesus' love, If we become full of His love by the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit lives in us and fills us with His love. His love propels us to release our rights and not to demand our rights. Earlier, we also read from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, where Paul gives to me what is the practical application of this, particularly when we're talking about how we relate to people who don't know Jesus yet. He said, No, I am free and belong to no one. I make myself a slave to everyone. Did you hear that? Remember what Jesus said? He So if I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I become like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I become like one under the law. Though I myself am not under the law, so it's to win those under the law. What is was easy for Paul? I'm going to point this out. Paul was a Jew. It's easy to be what you already are. So and you realize that I'm not going to say that it's true. It is easy for us to be white and reflective Protestant Americans because we are white and reflective Protestant Americans. No sense. Right. So it's easy for all to be. I thought he was because he was a Jew. It was easy for him to act like one under the law because he was one of the most conservative kinds of Jews he could possibly be. before he met Jesus. That's the way he was born and raised. There are times when following Jesus is reaching out to people. Things were reaching out to people who are just like us. And it seems to be like people who are just like us. But that's not the end of the story. To those not having the law, that's that's a nice way of being Gentiles. Most of us are Gentiles. Probably all of us. To those not having the law, I become like one not having the law. So I'm not free from God's law. I'm under Christ's law. I'm under the law of love. There's like disease. But I always, I look to become like a Gentile, to talk to a Gentile in order to reach him, to win those not having the law. To those who are weak, I become weak to win the weak. I become all things to all men, so that by all possible means I might win some. Say some. I do this all for the sake of the gospel, that I must share in its blessings. This is the practical application of the principle of putting them before us. But it is obvious for missionaries. If you study a new church in Japan, you need to learn Japanese. Granted, there are people in Japan who would love to practice their English on you. I'll be with you. But it's am You can't really carry on a conversation. If you move to Bolivia to start a new church, you need to speak Spanish with a Bolivian quest. I met people from from Mexico and Colombia, and they start talking to each other, and they question marks on their faces. Because there some things that you say in Mexico that don't mean the same thing in Colombia, and vice versa. It's kind of like going from Michigan to Alabama. We both think anyway. Really. But let's just say can you imagine somebody from the U.T., Hey there? A you know, for going down south, and they're talking to the hillbillies down there. <laughs> yeah, they're Yankees! Uh, they're just, they're, 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 well, just South. It's not just Yankees. But I'm a pastor, and I'm a church, so I'm not going to tell you what it is. But, uh, but, if I were to go to Alabama to start a church, it would be a stretch because I am a Midwestern. Great Lake State Board. I lived in Indiana, Ohio, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I I've, I've only lived in one state that didn't touch the Great Lakes. And that was just for four years to go to school and get out of there. People like me live. If I were to move to Alabama, I would have to learn a whole new way of speaking, and I'm pretty sure, judged judge on, on the way people still look at me, and I have to vote from the South. You yeah, maybe if it's South this year, but, you know, uh, if we're going to a different place where they speak a different language or or a different dialect or a different Different kind of We need to learn that. It's, just, it's obvious. It's less obvious here in our community because nearly everyone speaks English. Some have accent, some don't. But our dialect is generally standard in I haven't met a friend who ever met anybody in this city that I can't speak to, that doesn't understand me, and, and that I don't understand. And In this city, about 90% of people are Caucasian. I don't think the have was so, it still seems strange for me. So like nine out of ten people I see are white. I mentioned that to somebody recently. They said, well we just moved here with, from Los Common with our with our adopted children. We have an African American child, an Asian Indian child and they lived in Los Common all these little kids lives. Now Los Common, well except for those little kids and they came here and they were downtown, on Bay, uh, in, in downtown, and the little girl grabbed him, grabbed his arms, and so he's oh. not do people, don't, don't, But that's the exception. But like everybody we look at and talk to is like us. But friends, they're not. You see, half of them, half of the people, over half of the people in Bay County, see no need to participate in any church or religion at all. So when I start talking church, I might as well be speaking Japanese. They see no need for it. It's like somebody coming in here right now and trying to sell me a winter coat. I see absolutely no need for it. Maybe in January. <laughs> I've been waiting for a couple of months. They act like their lives are okay. They're going on fine. We talk about we need Jesus, and they think, wow. The application of the principle of putting them before us means I need to learn how, you need to learn how to talk to people who have no use Jesus because they don't know the of Jesus. And Jesus' love compels us to release our rights and not nothing to land our rights. I was going to do this. Joe? I am asking ask you permission now. Can I share a question that you shared with me for did? Okay. I'm going to put you on the file. You can't say no? Okay. Joe sure, shared a question which me this week that the Holy Spirit asked him. In his private time this week. Simple question. What are you willing to sacrifice to win one person? to sacrifice heaven and gain a funeral and a sacrifice literally. What are you willing to sacrifice to win one person? How much money are you willing to win and for that person? It's the power of God's grace. How many Are you willing to stay with How many really uncomfortable conversations are you willing to give into? How many times are you willing to say, Wow, I thought about that? I have to think about it. When they ask you questions. Your preferences and your rights, are you willing to surrender in order to see them full by that What are you willing to sacrifice to rejoinder? Jesus' love compels us to release our rights and not to demand. Of the passage in Philippians, it was read earlier. I just want to remind you that because Jesus died on the cross, God exalted him, raised him, and exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the prize for what he's done before us. Heavenly Father will raise us all up. He will welcome us into His presence. And we will have the opportunity to do what we've been practicing for our entire lives, and that is to declare Jesus as the Lord. He is the King of kings. He's my king. So everyone says. to do It's going to be so much easier for those of us who have practiced as opposed to those who have rejected. Jesus Christ compels us to release our rights and demand, not to demand our rights. I grew up in the church. Observations about church people. I can help the and I can people out that I'm not hungry. One thing about has observed is that there are too many Christians who exhibit signs of what I'm going to call good enough ideas. The symptoms of this disease cause absolutely no good comfort to the people who have it. This is the real problem. Good enough itis causes no discomfort to the people who have it. I mean, the most obvious sign of good enough it is is the thought that everybody ought to come to Jesus the way I'm comfortable with because it's good enough for me. If it's good enough for me, it ought to be good enough for you. little more bluntly, if they don't like what I like, then they can just die without Jesus. Now, nobody would ever say that out loud. But when we have good enough idols, that's the way we live. Good enough for me? Jesus calls us as his followers to put them before us. His love compels us to release our rights, not to demand our rights, to release our preferences. If we're following Jesus, this should be very uncomfortable, at least sometimes. About the Father's love, how deep the Father's love, how deep loved love doesn't enough to die for us before we celebrate communion together. And if we do, in these next few moments, I want to encourage you to take time to, to ponder your answer to the question what are you willing really to sacrifice?